0: To the Ramon Foster Show, and a very special Ramon Foster Show at that. It's all about all of Ramon's love for the New England franchise. What's up, Moan? How's your Friday,
1: D- D- DK? I thought we were having a good day here today. Okay, <laughs> we're, about to. we're, we're about to. We're about to, to. <laughs> screw those guys. Okay,
0: exactly, and that's what's going to make it a good <laughs> Friday. Uh, I gotta say that that there's a special distinction I've noticed over the years with you players, yeah. and that is that. The AFC North hate is over here. Yeah. And the New England hate is over here, but they have their own levels of authenticity,
1: don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Okay, um, but the, okay, the FC North hate it has respect to it. It has a a reason, a reason behind it. It has a uh, uh, into the means of it too. Okay, right, right. Oh, that's what it is. Right. Even with, with with Cleveland and Cincinnati, like I get it. We hate y'all because y'all want to be us. Okay. With Baltimore, <laughs> I hate y'all because I respect you and you get us and. We get you that three point mystique is real. Yes. Okay. That's like where this is going, guys. That's that's like neighborhood fights and stuff. Okay. Uh, Right. 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 What we have over here in New England is essentially that. Okay. It's America and and, and Germany. Okay. It's World War II, exactly what this is. (laughs) All right. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it goes, it's bigger than the neighborhood, is what I'm telling you. you because mean if what? Germany had cheated. Well, Germany did a lot of stuff, okay? Let's not just go there, okay? <laughs> that's that's what I'm telling you. you am for everything today. Thanks <laughs> for watching, folks. <laughs> you, you came here for this content, so you're going to get this. I can say this now as a former player, okay? I had to buffer myself when I was talking to you and everybody yeah, else. I know. Hate is a word, okay? Like, I like the players, I hate everything that, 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 that New England represents, though, okay? Simply because they were good, okay? They were, Tom, and then just the smugness of whatever they were. It was one of them things like, I right, DK, if this wasn't a family network, you get the other me, okay? And I'm almost channeling that dark Ramon, okay? We don't want to go there. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is riding into that doggone stadium and seeing those people like, oh, golly, I hate this place. And not just that, their crowd of smugness and just just disdain for anything around them i'm just like you know the rumors we heard about y'all are probably more true than not right mm-hmm. like you actually got caught with cameras and images of you snapping like signals and signs like i don't know how true the deflate gate was but it was real the tuck rule was because of y'all too You you have scandal after scandal and here we are again watching you win Like, ah, and maybe it was us. Maybe they were just that good and they caught us slipping at the wrong times. But we'd always be without somebody. Okay, we have to go to their place. Or they get
0: hurt in mid game. That was another thing that would happen all the time. Or DK
1: is always this. I've talked to guys damn near on 31 other teams. Okay, 30, excluding us two Patriots and the Steelers. And almost every single one of them. You know what they say about playing New England in New England? Hmm. Man, I hate going to that place. Every single one of them, I've never met anybody that enjoys going there. There's always the the mysterious fire alarm pulling, okay? There was a fire in the kitchen, I think, the last AFC game game we had. A fire in the kitchen, DK. (laughs) Evacuating the room at 11 o'clock in the morning. We don't really have to do anything else till later in the day. It may have been earlier than that, maybe 9, 10 in the morning. How does a fire happen in the kitchen, DK, at, at, at our hotel? Okay, but it's, it's just that aspect of it. And you know their methods of waiting for you to make a mistake and pouncing and stuff then. So, again, I blame them and I have hate for them, but maybe it was a little bit of us. I'm not going to be that cynical to say, well, it was all them. Like, we probably had something to do with it too.
0: Yeah, there's no question, especially when you get into the, you know, the, the runs toward the AFC Championship game yeah. and so forth and everything like that. Uh, I, I know this, the current edition – of the New England Patriots doesn't no. excite anybody except for the guy I'm talking to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, not a, it's not a good team. I mean, it's, nah, I, I'm it's not, not sitting here. I'm not making some kind of goofy prediction or anything nah. else for Sunday here, but I don't think anybody, whether they win Sunday or not, I don't think anybody looks at the Patriots and says, Oh yeah, now there's right. a team.
1: No, yeah, yeah. no, you're not saying that when it comes down to one, man. Um, your quarterback got back spasms. Oh, that sucks. Uh, hope he's okay on Sunday. Not like that's my feeling, okay? Um, you can't really score because you hired a defensive coordinator as your offensive coordinator. They did Aww. do that,
0: or offensive line, or something. Uh, I know. Matt something Patricia messed up. Yeah, oh, like, he like, has he a major role what? on
1: that team. Like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sucks for you. <laughs> um, you can't find playmakers now because Tom Brady's not there, nobody wants to come play with Mac Jones. Who went to Alabama, so it's double hate there. Oh, that sucks for you. But just in general, though, they they lose twenty to seven last weekend, and uh, of course Tyreek Hill has a really good weekend against them. They ran all over him. Well, they didn't run all over him. They they had a good day and they lost a divisional game, man. This isn't the New England Patriots of, of, of years past. I don't know if they're in a rebuild. They trade off a bunch of guys. They ended up getting guys back on their team, man. Trent Brown, um, they traded off Pro Bowl guards, okay, and Shaq Mason. It's just a different team. Again, I, I, I've always had that conversation. Who was it? Was it Bill or was it Brady? And the more I look back at it, I'm almost thinking it was more Brady than it was Bill because Bill can't do what he wants to if he doesn't have that guy at quarterback, man. And, of course, that fan base ate it up for damn near two decades, if I'm not mistaken. And I just wonder how deep and how passionate that fan base is today.
0: We're going to find out. I have a feeling on Sunday because if they start separating, if they haven't already, the difference between what Belichick contributed – and then what Brady contributed, right. and they see Brady continuing to just win, win, win mm-hmm. in Tampa. You know, yeah. every everybody has an expiration date, even the greatest coach in NFL history. Right. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, no, 100 percent, man. And I give a lot of credit to him. It took it, – it, it took- a special type of person to go find a guy like that. Because a lot of people scathe over that six-round draft pick that he was as far as Tom Brady goes. But if you look at their team and you say to yourself, what is y'all identity? They don't have one. They don't have that guy that's very meticulous as far as breaking guys down. And look, I need you to run this specific route at this specific pace. Or there's a matchup and they have that uh, that slot wide receiver that could break linebackers and slot corners down. Like, they don't have that right now. Their defense, of course, isn't what it was in years past. And one of my best friends in this world, when it was in my wedding, Gerard Mayo, he's co-defensive coordinator. I'm rooting for him. That's the only person I'm rooting for in that freaking room, man. But they come to Heinz Field. DK, listen to me. The fan base is going to be there. Heckle, okay? Get under them. They had the <laughs> run. We've seen enough of this. I'm over it. I, I-, I promise you, I-, I saw a guy in the airport as I was leaving Pittsburgh this past weekend. Guess what he had on, DK? He mm. had on a frigging random Pittsburgh Patriots jersey with an Alabama hat. If that's not a front runner, I don't know what is, man. Um, Respect what they did as winning because it was a dominant regime. But now guess what? The pendulum swings and I hope Pittsburgh dropped 48 on them this weekend. When
0: we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, Inside Linebackers... Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. A very popular subject over the summer was the inside linebacker crew, meaning, of course, Miles Jack, but to a much, much greater extent, Devin Bush, and to a lot lesser extent, Robert Spillane. What'd you think?
1: Man, uh, I thought they did well. Well, Let's start with Devin Bush, man. Him being able to uh, make plays side to side. I thought it was something that needed to happen. It, you, I'm um, just face it. He's not the physical guy. Okay, he's not going to be that guy that you saw uh, Larry Foot be or, or James Ferrier or be. You know, that's not his style of player. Even Shazier, he's a guy that that will alligator tackle you more than anything. Grab your legs, wrap and roll. You know, that's his role. But. Uh, seeing Miles Jack come downhill was really good. Although, like I said, at the beginning of uh, the week, there were some missed tackles. There were some missed gaps that they got to go hit. Miles Jack has got to lead the charge of Rob Spillane is with him going into uh, that line of scrimmage and making those hard tackles. That's something that's got to happen. Um, Dev was more out than he was in as far as his play snaps go, man. So, if, if he's the guy that I hope he sees himself is as far as um, being on the field, making plays, being a guy that's always on the field in key situations, then I hope he really finds himself and say, all right, I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler. Let me go be a three down type of guy. But as of right now, DK, I'm not seeing it. and I, I do hold a whole lot of respect and expectation for a guy who's an NFL legacy like Devin Bush is
0: can't be stated strongly enough that this team essentially other than one play shut down Joe Mixon yeah and they did so with two down linemen and a mm-hmm. whole lot of DBs and when Miles Jack ends up with 10 tackles and, and 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 D Bush ends up with five uh you know that those guys are in there we weren't talking about missed tackles now there were no. a couple of times where right. somebody juked this way and somebody juked the other way it happened once to Devin uh but overall, Moan, I just got to tell you, I, yeah. I really feel like, to an extent, as crazy as this will sound, you can gauge off of a post game interview how someone did. And and I talked with Devin after yeah. the game quite a bit. Uh, he was sitting by himself over in one of those darker corners in that in that <laughs> locker room in Cincinnati. Yeah. And he and I, I said to him, I said, "How'd you feel?" And he looks up at me and he goes, "He goes, do you see that?" Yeah. And I go, are, are we talking about the side-to-side, side the screen yeah. passes and so forth? Because that's what he eats up. You're it right. That, everyone has a strength. Mm-hmm. And the modern inside linebacker is not James down Ferrier, down. Lawrence Timmons, Hardy, Nickerson, or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. It's not. It's that guy who can take away the screen pass. Yeah. Use Devin for what he's good at. Yeah. Use Jack for what he's good at, use yeah. Spillane for what he's good at, and maybe, maybe, maybe you got something, don't and,
1: you? And that's why we're going to go next, ZK. Well, is this a method that we're going to have to be okay with or going to be okay with, too? You know, and and, and and I'll say this. If you're putting Rob Spillane in, it's probably, what, second and three- third and one type of situations. Uh, I'm not sure if open field, maybe tight know, red zone.
0: Sometimes they had him out there on third down, which I really didn't understand, but whatever. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> Again, the t-
0: above my pay grade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. for, for sure, but looking at Spillane, though, and I mean, looking at Devin Bush, played uh, 51% of the snaps as far as him being out on the field, man. I thought it was a good showing. Uh, and the fact that he lit up like a light bulb, DK, when you brought that up to him, lets you kind of know, like, okay. He, he he knows that he, he wanted, to, to, talk he wanted to talk about and, it. He wanted that,
0: to talk about it. That's the thing
1: to be fair. Now, again, if we can get on them, if we can, you know, more people pile onto them. Fine. But sometimes a guy just need a spark. Maybe. Okay. Start with one. That's probably what happened. Now we go into this Patriots game. Okay, let's get two, and then we start stacking games. The confidence goes up and he starts making more plays. But, um, Not never going to make excuse for anything, but you got to kind of say to yourself, the fact that he lit up like that lets you know that he's aware of where he's at. It's a step. That was
0: what I said about Devin Bush after that game is it's a step. It's not all the way. It's not 10th overall pick. It's not trade up to get him. No, no. It's a step and it's a yep. step very much in the right direction. And, and,
1: yeah. and just go ahead. I was just going to say, and just to be clear, too, um, Devin Bush played 51 snaps, Rob Spillane played 51, and Miles Jack ended up logging uh, I think, like 87 plays, too. So you see what a distribution is, and you also still see the importance of Devin Bush. So I don't know if you want to bury him, you know, because he's a guy you still got to use.
0: No question about that.
1: When we come back, the only segment that matters. A Friday hey Moon.
0: Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. And that's the hey Moon segment brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub and burger and salad and wrap and drink and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes good. Amazing. Order your favorites at the get-go cafe and market today. Better believe it. And here comes Hey Moan from Jerome Bridge. And this might as well have been accompanied by little flame balls between every (laughs) word because Jerome
1: is in a mood. You ready? Yeah, let's lock in. I'm ready.
0: Hey Moan, don't back down talk about Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada. They're accountable. (laughs) They better step up their game. Tomlin and Canada need to put on their own Black Air Force Ones. Hey, Moan, we need an answer. Jerome was so pumped, he gave you two Hey Moans
1: to emphasize (laughs) his point. Appreciate it, Jerome, man. Uh, Let's just say this, man. What need do we have to have uh, to to kind of bash Coach T and Canada during the season if it wasn't egregiously wrong? That's what I'm asking for. Coach Tomlin set the precedent for this weekend, man. As far as and I was just looking at it like, okay, where are we going with this? But the Black Air Force Ones, you know, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, that's good enough in itself. You look at the way you go in a hostile environment, the way uh, Pittsburgh did this past weekend, and pull out a win against one of the lead favorites when it comes down to the Super Bowl, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, there's a lot to be said about that. You put guys in a really good situation as far as executing. I actually thought, can I say this out loud to you guys? I didn't think there was much wrong with what the play calling was. I thought decisions to go for whenever they did was good. I thought the guys that were able to make the plays, they did. I mean, you look at Mitch scrambling and, and trying to find places to go with the ball. I didn't have much wrong with it. I thought the second time around they went to the well a little bit too much or too soon with the end around round with Chase. But when Jalen Warren led on that block later in the game, I was like, Okay, that's a good place to be at. It wasn't much wrong. Now you look at it and say, All right, you call the plays, you gotta execute them. Not getting a push up front or running backs running into darkness. That's on them. Guys not catching the ball when necessary. That's on the player. The execute or well, the, the the admission of sending a play in. I didn't have anything wrong with it, DK. An
0: NFL head coach has a lot of responsibilities, a lot of expectations on what they're supposed to do. Number one, with a bullet and a half, is to have their team ready. Yes. One head coach Mm -hmm. out of those two had his team ready. The other one was resting starters in the preseason. The other one very clearly had no idea what was going to hit his offense on the opening bleeping drive. No. Okay. No. So that to me takes any minutia that you want to say about the head coach and heaven knows I'm critical of him. Yeah. And just move that off to the side. Now who's been like Matt Canada's number one critic? You. Okay. (laughs) And I I am here to say That I liked a lot of the schemes that I saw in particular in the first half. Yeah. Now, what ends up happening? Team gets the 17-3 to lead. Yeah. The head coach says to his coordinator, that's it. No more risks. We're not turning the ball over.
1: Defense playing well.
0: Head coach says, my defense is going to win this game. It takes five full quarters, but he ends up being right. You can't get on the head. coach. You can't get on the coordinator for what yeah. the offense did in this game. You just can't. And believe no. me, I I want to. Uh, it's easy okay. to. Yeah, but I, but I can't.
1: And and I, I just want to know, Jerome, and I'm not being you know uh, I, I'm not being a contrary to you when I say this. I'm not coming at you. I'm just asking. What what do you want? What more do you want from it? What do you want me to say about him? I don't mind calling somebody out. Right is right and wrong is wrong. I saw those guys this past week, and it was good to actually be face to face with them. And I said, "Look, if I'm wrong, you come at me." I told them the way we do this show here is we speak on what we see and what we know about it. I'm not going to sell you no fairy tale to gaslight you to say Coach Tomlin deserved to be fired or Matt Canada sucked like this past weekend. I couldn't say it. Player plays? That was on them.
0: And one thing that seems to surprise people, I, I, I noticed in the feedback that we get to this show, is that when we'll say something bad about somebody or their performance or whatever, and then when they do well, we'll say something good about it, and they go, hang on, I thought you were anti-this or no. pro-that or whatever. I mean, that's juvenile stuff, man. Yeah. Okay, Who's been riding Kevin Dotson for a year and a half? Right here. You okay. have. You, you have. Who, who, who's been going to bat for him all week long? Why?
1: Yeah.
0: Forming better because he's showing signs on and off the field of being a guy. What am I going to do? Keep burying him? So what? So I can show people that I was right a year ago yeah. or right, whatever
1: that means? No yeah, thanks, man. People get no their rocks off with that. And I, in Call my short time <laughs> in this industry, I've realized some people want to stoke that fire for their own means ah. and good. Like this, this won't be that. We're going to tell you exactly what it is.
0: It's not complex. Whatever it is that you're thinking thinking if it's fair it's it's responsible it's backed with information it's backed with things that you see and you believe and you just say it that's it yeah that's it it's not about vendettas or pro this or anti that (laughs) or whatever else here so i don't know what you're mad about jerome here but we're not mad back right (laughs)
1: moan no let me know what you want me to say and i'll be your robot for you i promise
0: (laughs) That's my, by the way, one of my favorite things that I get from people is when you see Tomlin, go ask him this. I will. You know? I will. It's like, <laughs> that's just not how the whole reporter yeah. No, nah, that's
1: how it works. That's one way for us not to get sideline passes, DK. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> anyway, Moan, uh, what do you got for the game? Uh,
1: I got the Steelers, okay? Um, let's, let's have a score. Let's go. Uh, Mitch wants to be aggressive, man. At home, home, home her opener. I go 24. They'll end up doing something silly, man. Let's go 24-17.
0: Oh, okay. We'll keep it a little bit tight.
1: Yeah, we'll keep it tight just because it's home. Uh, They lost bad this past weekend, and uh, they'll adjust unless they knock uh, knock their quarterback out. Which is now that
0: makes it a completely different game. I'm I'm going with the Steelers in part because of uh, Jones's I was about to say fragility. That sounds mean, but like I mean, he's in a suspect spot. I mean, he back is. injuries are not something where you just wake up one day he and go, "Hey, it's awesome." No, you know. No. So uh, I'm taking the Steelers as well. I'll take them by a little bit bigger. I'll take them by ten. So anyway, let's do it again on Monday. Let everybody no know doubt. what we actually think
1: and and grades maybe maybe
0: grades too just for Jerome. <laughs> A coaching and an offensive coordinator, great. just for I'm not
1: doing that one. Nope. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>